Welcome to Halve the Contest. This is where we talk about all the hot topics in AFL footy, the ones that divide opinion, separate me from you and you from every other football fan in the country. Today we're going to be discussing umpires. Should they have access to stats when entering Brownlow votes? It was a hot topic last year. We all know about some of those surprise Brownlow votes that were called out, read out I should say, from Gil McLaughlin in his last call ever. Um, well, I shouldn't say ever, he might be back. But anyway, we're going to go through some of those surprise ones and then get into what we think about the situation should umpires have access to stats when entering Brownlow votes. Well, before we get into some of those shock votes that were given out, we're going to give an overview of what occurred last season. There were 16 occasions last year where the umpire gave out three votes, but the coaches didn't give that player any coaches' votes. And there were 19 occasions last year where the coaches gave out a perfect 10 votes, but the umpires gave them zero votes. Quite a massive difference there between the umpires and coaches. Um, don't know who's wrong, but I'll give the benefit of the doubt to the coaches because they're in the box they're watching the game. They obviously got to be onto everything that's going on. Whereas the umpire has to be onto the decisions they're making. They don't have to worry about the actual player and how well he's playing. That's for the coaches to worry about. The coaches have more of a grip on that sort of detail. So I back the coaches in there. So um, quite a stark difference between the, the what the umpires think and what the uh, coaches think. In my opinion here, does this say that the umpires are wrong? I think there's more evidence to suggest that uh, compared to the coaches being wrong here. I'm sure the coaches sometimes get the coaches' votes wrong, but in this instance, I certainly think that um, the umpires would be making more errors, um, say about 75-80% of the errors here compared to the coaches. Now, these are some of the games that shocked a lot of people last year. And starting off with round six, Brisbane taking on GWS. Lockie Neal had 20 touches, six clearances, seven kicks, and he got three votes in that game. Let me tell you about some of his teammates. Daniel Rich, he had 27 touches, 23 kicks, three clearances, and he got one vote. Cameron kicked seven goals. He had 15 touches, 10 kicks, two tackles, seven goal game. That deserves three votes in my opinion. Uh, Brisbane got the win as well. And uh, for him to kick seven of his sides, 16 goals is a phenomenal effort. Cameron only got the two votes. I don't know how that is less than what Lockie Neal did, but uh, that's how the umpires saw it. Now it's over to GWS as well. Uh, they they had some star players. Josh Kelly got 41 touches. Stephen Coniglio got 38 touches. They didn't poll. They almost doubled what Lockie Neal had in, in disposals and didn't receive a vote. Lockie Neal, he ended up getting three votes. Uh, if he didn't get these three votes, he would have not had the Brownlow medal. So this is the difference he can make. Not saying Lockie Neal didn't deserve the Brownlow. Obviously, a star player had a really good season, but it comes down to what we're talking about, and it's the Brownlow votes and the umpires giving out these votes. I think they've missed a trick here. Another time that they might have missed a trick, Jason Orn Francis in round 14, he got three votes. He only had 13 touches. Quite remarkable that. He only had nine kicks, two clearances. Meanwhile, 
His teammates, Dan Houston, he had a game high 31 touches and six clearances. Wines, another teammate of uh, Horn Francis, had 28 touches, four clearances. Port Adelaide won the game and quite remarkable. You know, these other two midfielders doubled what Horn Francis had in touches, uh, but Horn Francis was the one to get three votes. That was certainly a shock. Butters got two votes in this game. He kicked a goal and had 23 touches. But I just don't know how they've come up with Horn Francis here. He himself would be shocked about it, but he'd be taking the votes. There's no doubt about it. Another one I wanted to point out, round 24, Melbourne beat Sydney. Uh, Errol Goulden, however, he had 42 touches and kicked two goals. Incredible performance, that is. There's no doubt about it. It doesn't happen too often. He only had one vote in that game. Bailey Fritch, he kicked five goals. He got two votes. And Viney, he got three votes. He had a good game. He had 29 touches, uh, 13 kicks, three clearances, and, yeah, 12 tackles. Credit to him, he played well. But Errol Gordon, he had 13 more touches, kicked two more goals than Viney, and, uh, you know, he misses out on three votes. It's uh, That was another slight surprise, I think, and um, it certainly caught some people's attention. And it made a big difference. Gordon ended up not finishing alongside Marcus Bontempelli in second place, which he would have if he got three votes in that game. Now, before I go on, I just want to give a shout-out to the umpires. I've been there before. I've umpired the game, and they are super important. Obviously, no games go ahead without the umpires. So I want to give them a shout-out. And, uh, yeah, they do a great job, so keep it up. Okay, let's get down to the nitty-gritties of this now. And I want to discuss first who should be the ones voting. Um, I think it should be the umpires, and I'll tell you why. I don't think they're the ones that get the best view of the game. I think commentators get a better view, and they're better equipped to hand out votes. So are players, uh, so are coaches, I mean. But they're too aligned with either a club or a player and they've got biases whereas the umpires are pretty much objective they don't lean towards one team or another or at least they're the ones that are best at not being biased so I think they're the ones that do deserve to hand out the votes Um, that's that's sometimes a question that gets asked and, and something that gets spoken about but I do think it's the umpires that should be voting now to how they should vote. Should they have access to stats when submitting Brownlow votes? Now, the way I'd do it is I'd continue what they've been doing. So voting without the stats, but I'd add another layer on top of that. And I'd allow the umpires to look at stats afterwards. And if they need to adjust they're thinking and change the votes, they're able to. However, this is how it would work. They wouldn't have access to the stats. They'd talk about who gets 3-2-1. They'd put those votes in and that would go in. Then they'd get access to stats and they'd have the ability to submit another 3-2-1 uh, voting if, if they wanted to make um, changes. Now, if they completely went with three different players... The player who was in the first submission that got three votes, he would automatically take the one vote in the second submission and then you'd let them go with the three and two. So that's how I'd personally want it. 
Now, this is just my opinion, all right? I'm sure a lot of you right now are disagreeing with me right now, and that's completely fine. Let me know in the comments what you think, but just remember, at the heart of what we do here at Head Over The Footy is respect, so please keep that in mind. Um, But maybe you like my opinion, okay? Maybe you do, which is fantastic. So um, I'm not sure if this is the best possible solution, but I definitely think it's better than what we've got now, where I think umpires are in a difficult situation. Um, we talk about wanting to ease the pressure on umpires. Well, I think giving them the opportunity to look at stats um, when submitting Brownlow votes, I think that'll definitely help ease the pressure. Um, I've heard of umpires actually having access to stats and I'll give you, I'll let you in on a little secret here. It's during games on the big screen. Towards the end of games, stats pop up on the big screen as they do throughout the whole game. Now, umpires will check those the big screen and they'll they'll get an eye on on the stats and and what and who's doing what. So they do get little glimpses of the stat leaders, etc. But I just think this system which I've proposed um, is a good one. Uh, let's see, maybe uh, the the AFL can take it on board and uh, one day uh, we'll be using the brains of head over the footy uh, for the umpires and the way they do Brownlow voting.